so-and-so. That's the bull case for the semiconductor industry. Good stuff. Remember smartphones and PCs, that's roughly half of, of total end market sales. You add in the data center AI and you get the idea. It's gonna be a monster year. We do not make decisions here at Chip Stock Investor based on those things. We want information to back up price move before we make a decision. Hey, welcome back, Chip Stock Investors. We've got another episode for you here today. Just me though, Casey is feeling a bit under the weather. Hope she's feeling better for the end of the week because it's earnings season. We've got a couple of big ones that we've been working on to talk to you about. And really, this is a topic that we've been talking about here on Chip Stock Investor for at least a few months, and that is the divergent paths the semiconductor industry is taking right now. So on one hand, we have a new bull market forming and on the other, a bear market only just starting. On one side, we have companies like Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing, the world's largest contract manufacturer by far, just bringing in a new bull market driven by PC, smartphones, and of course, data center AI. On the other hand, Texas Instruments provided a bit of a dud last night, and that's no surprise. Not great for Texas Instruments, but really no surprise for us because we know that an industrial and automotive chip downturn has started. It, it looks like peak automotive chip sales, peak industrial chip analog sales were in Q3 2023. And so we're just getting a continuation of pain for Texas Instruments. But let's start with Taiwan Semi TSMC. They reported earnings last week, and you probably noticed the two big semiconductor ETFs, VanEck Semiconductor, or ticker symbol SMH, and iShares Semiconductor ETF, SOXX, both increased about 8% last week in response. What happened? Well, Casey and I have been reviewing since the beginning of this channel, this internal semiconductor industry expectation, as well as external analyst opinions that state that end market sales for chips are expected to roughly double from just over 500 billion in 2023 to somewhere around $1 trillion by 2030. That is about a nine to 10% average compound annual growth rate or CAGR. But as you probably know how averages work, that means some years like 2023, you're going to have something far less than that average. And then like what TSMC just told us last week, you're going to have some years like 2024, where you expect to have above average growth. 2024 is going to be one of those up years after TSMC revenue fell nearly 9% in 2023 to about $69 billion in US dollar terms. And that of course dragged down profit margins along the way due to lower factory utilization rates. But here's what Company CEO CC Wei said on their earnings call as far as what to expect. They expect something around 10% year-over-year growth for foundries or semiconductor wafer manufacturers. Those are companies hired by chip designers to handle the actual manufacturing of the wafers, which eventually get diced into chips. But for TSMC, their growth is forecasted to be more like 20% this year low to mid 20% revenue growth in US dollar terms. So this is not only monster growth that is going to put the company on track for new all-time high sales this year, but also it should help 
ballast profit margins and in pure dollar terms, help profit ability go back on the rise and also reach new records. So again, just to drive this point home, this is being driven by a rebound in smartphone and PC sales. Because remember, starting in the second half of 2022, we had that overhang of supply of PC and smartphone chips as consumer demand trailed off after the pandemic era, as well as, of course, data center AI. Thanks NVIDIA for that, as well as AMD, Intel, Qualcomm, pretty much everyone that has anything to do with AI in the data center or on devices, TSMC is a manufacturing powerhouse for those companies. And of course, there's new manufacturing technology also just now ramping up. As you can see from this slide that TSMC provides their three nanometer or M3 process node. Of course, that doesn't refer to every feature on the chip being just three nanometers in dimension, but it's just a general moniker here indicating it's a more advanced chip manufacturing process than the M5 manufacturing node. At any rate, the ramp up in production for M3 is starting to contribute to profitability. And especially was, as we get into the second half of 2024, expected to be a big driver for TSMC's overall bottom line in earnings and free cash flow. So that's the bull case for the semiconductor industry. Good stuff. Remember smartphones and PCs, that's roughly half of, of total end market sales. You add in the data center AI and you get the idea. It's going to be a monster year for TSMC. But on the other side of that, we have this new bear market, which we've been talking about in recent months, cropping up for automotive and industrial chips, especially for analog chips. Those are things that manage power in a, in a computing system, things that manage real world signal intake or basically just sensors. So that, that downturn has begun. We also have the non-AI data center infrastructure. That's actually not new. That's been in contraction now for the better part of a year. That's continuing. And then we also have communications infrastructure. Think uh, internet infrastructure, 5G, mobile networks, so on and so forth. After a really strong going in 2023, some of those more mature chip manufacturing processes starting to take a backseat to some of the more advanced stuff. Similar thing playing out here is what happened in PC and smartphone. You have demand starting to taper off and all that new supply coming online at just in time to meet that more tepid demand. Going to be a rough year. Right now, what we have penciled in is the first half of 2024 is going to be a down year for these industrial and automotive chips. Maybe somewhere around summer 2024 is when we hit bottom. So that's what the market is looking for. More signs that we are in fact going to hit rock bottom here in a, another, let's say, five to six months. Quick break from Chipstock investor Casey, and I wanted to talk to you about Main Street Data. Main Street Data is a data visualization and charting platform that helps investors analyze companies in the stock market. Because the stock market is so complex, it can be very difficult to make informed investment decisions without the right tools. Main Street Data gives you the tools and information you need to make better investment decisions. Main Street Data offers a variety of benefits, including data visualization, charting tools, and company earnings, calls, transcripts, which are an easy way to reference up-to-date comments from management of your favorite stocks. You can sign up 
for Main Street day-to-day and get a special discount through our link below in the description. So this is bad news for Texas Instruments. They just reported their fourth quarter 2023 earnings last night, and it wasn't great. In fact, we're going on a year and a half now for TI in particular, having not so great results. Sequential revenue declines and earnings and free cash flow depressed. Not only are they getting hit by some rough patches for some of their markets, TI at a leader in power management analog chips, but also lots of new competition in China for some of these more affordable, cheap mass production chips that TI has come to specialize in. So you can see from this chart here, a 15% sales decline in those analog chips to about $13 billion. Operating profit taking an even bigger hit, 30% haircut. Of course, that's to be expected for any manufacturing company. Embedded processing, those are things like microcontrollers or MCUs. Think of this as like a CPU that's riding around in your laptop or your computer. It's a generalized processor, but an MCU often used in an industrial application for a specific purpose, governing a specific operation of a piece of machinery. Usually has a bit of embedded memory in it, some inputs and outputs for peripherals and such. Uh, So TI, not their main breadwinner, but you can see embedded processing actually up 3% on the year. Again, not a surprise. We've been talking a lot about these MCUs. For example, companies like Microchip, ST Microelectronics, They all had a pretty good year owing to their leadership in embedded processing. So again, TI, not a big player in the space, but did catch a bit of benefit to offset that analog chip. Nevertheless, while sales remained slightly up, you can see again, operating profit again, taking a pretty big hit down 20% due to uh, a lot of factors, lower manufacturing utilization at, at the factories. And of course, TI pretty ambitiously expanding its footprint in Texas. Got a couple of new fabs. That fab in Utah, it bought from Micron a couple of years ago, spending lots and lots of money on capital expenditures, property, plant, and equipment expenses. We've talked about this in our past videos on, on TI. You can see this show up in free cash flow. In 2023, free cash flow was $1.35 billion, down 77% from the year prior. So the CapEx holiday of the last decade is over. What came in at just over $5 billion in CapEx for 2023 is going to actually continue through 2026 for the next three years. Huge ramp up from the $1 to $2 billion in CapEx in years past for the last decade or so. That is going to continue to put pressure on free cash flow through 2026 or until TI starts to report growth in revenue again. And we still don't know when that is. They only give quarter to quarter guidance. They don't comment on longer term trends typically. So we can pencil in here, maybe mid 2024 when some sort of recovery is mounted, but we don't know for sure. TI, a bit of a unique player in the integrated device manufacturing space. Let's pivot to the balance sheet, 8.6 billion in cash and short-term investments, debt of 11.3 billion. So no longer a nice, clean-looking balance sheet for TI, at least not at this particular point in time. So with the outlook, not so great. Q1 2024 revenue guidance implies about an 18% year-over-year decline, and earnings per share guidance implies another 43% year-over-year decline. Uh, And now also for reference, I'll just mention revenue in Q1 2023 a year ago 
Revenue was down 11%. Earnings per share were down 21%. Again, this has been a nasty downturn for TI going on a year and a half now. Company's not out of the woods yet. Lots of new competition from upstarts in China for its analog and power management chips. I, I think there is reason for optimism here, but what's temper that optimism? Because the market is definitely grasping for something here. Uh, TI stock had fallen to below 140 in recent months, rallied back to over 170, now getting hit again after this earnings report. I think the company's going to be okay long-term, but there's going to be at least a couple more quarters of some pain here. Company's still rebuilding its inventory. They want to get to 4 billion to 4.5 billion in inventory so that they have those chips ready for their customers whenever the next uptick in demand starts. I'll just briefly quote Rafael Lazardi here on the last earnings call. So in Lazardi's words, he said, remember, we have 100,000 different parts and the vast majority of those are what we call catalog, which means they sell to many, many customers. So we want to build certain finished goods level for each one of those parts, but we're also building at the chip level. Think of a chip and go into two, three, 10 different finished goods. So it works out well to have some chip level inventory operationally. So again, in other words, TI building its inventory for an expected resumption into band growth at some point. But in the meantime, that is going to keep a lid on free cash flow and free cash flow per share growth for some time. The overall message, the industrial and automotive growth cycle has come to an end and we've still got a couple quarters of pain before there's some sort of bottom. And for TI specifically, we don't know if they're going to fall in line with the rest of the industry because they missed the entire peak growth cycle of the last year and a half for auto and industrial chips. So I'd be a bit leery of this one for now. And Casey and I are content to watch from the sidelines. All right. So big question, what's the better chip making stock right now? If we had to choose between TSM and Texas Instruments, I think the choice for us is TSMC. Uh, TSMC, in spite of all the geopolitical risk, it doesn't seem there's any armed conflict that's uh, imminent between China and Taiwan. So we think that's the better bet. It's back in growth mode. It's riding the new wave of PC and smartphone and data center AI growth. And based on their assumptions, they're going to hit new sales peaks this year. 85 billion in sales is what we have penciled in. We think free cash flow uh, exceeds the 20% free cash flow margin threshold. So we think 19 to 20 billion in free cash flow, which means TSMC trades for about 30 times expected FCF for 2024. That's our estimate. Not an incredible deal like it was a few months ago, but not bad. If you think this is just the start of a new upcycle that will last roughly two to three years, like they typically do for the semiconductor industry, we're not buying, but if we had to pick one of these, TSMC looks like a pretty solid chipmaker stock trading at a somewhat reasonable valuation if you expect long-term growth to continue. As for Texas Instruments, given numerous headwinds, uh, a very wide range for free cash flow is what we're going to assume here. We think somewhere between two and a half to three and a half billion in free cash flow this year. So a big increase from the number I mentioned earlier, we think free cash flow could double this year. But still, it's a wide range, two and a half to three and a half billion, because we just don't have enough information to forecast for TI at this point. But at the midpoint, about 50 times our estimate free cash flow for 2024, plus or minus a few hundred million. 
So a lot of uncertainties for the company who we don't think this is a timely buy. We're watching from the sidelines until we have a more clear picture of a recovery in view. At best, we think this is a very small dollar cost average candidate at, at the best. So in the coming weeks and months uh, in earnings seasons, we will be covering some of the other top IDMs, integrated device manufacturers, ST, ST Microelectronics, STM, on semi, ticker symbol on, monolithic power, MPWR, microchip, MCHP. Personally, our favorite pick in the microcontroller space right now, Dutch semi-company, NXP semiconductors, a leader in the automotive space. There's a lot of competition out there, and we just think TI is in a tough spot. And at least for right now, as that CapEx holiday has now come to an end, we just don't see this as a very timely purchase. Okay, one last thing, because we've received a bit of comments on Marvell technology, the application-specific integrated circuit designer, the networking chip designer, ticker symbol MRVL, a stock that we've owned, I think, going on year five or six now. We're still happy to hold on to it. We think they are indeed going to get a big boost from AI networking this year if NVIDIA's guidance for calendar year 2024 is to be believed. But uh, about some of the comments we've been getting, because we see some old habits making a comeback here in the market. Remember, we do not have much new information from Marvell since the last time we covered it after earnings two months ago. Stock price, even a pretty big stock price run up in the course of two months, we do not make decisions here at Chip Stock Investor based on those things. We want information to back up price move before we make a decision. So a lot like Texas Instruments, Marvell is still dealing with some non-AI data center chip sales slumps. For example, we have non-AI data center infrastructure, like I mentioned earlier, has been in a slump for the better part of a year. Also communications infrastructure, which is about roughly 20% of the company's revenue, internet infrastructure, 5G networks, and so on. That is actually coming off a strong year and is also expected to slump this year, which could offset some of the hype for the AI part of the business. Also, they have that small automotive segment that's probably also going to take a hit. I think you get the idea. Marvell has some areas of business that could be a drag on overall performance in 2024. Maybe the recent stock price went up as an indication that things are improving, but we don't know yet. We don't know for sure yet. We're waiting for earnings before we update what we're doing with our position in Marvell. And no, we did not miss the boat. We did not sell Marvell stock. We still own it and we're happy to do so as we stated in our past videos. But at this junction, like we've said before, we think this is a hold or at best a dollar cost average pick, a small dollar cost average pick and scale into the position during this current downturn over time until we have more proof that the, the downturn is coming to an end or, or that a downturn is at least in sight. In the meantime, we think the stock is going to be very volatile. Stay on your toes out there. Don't chase stock prices. Look for information that validate whether the company is a good long-term value or not. And at this point, we don't have any extra information indicating one way or the other. 
All right, we've got lots of more earnings coming in. As we record this, we are parsing through the ASML earnings report, which looks like they're reiterating their prior forecast that they're gonna hold on to all of their epic 2023 growth and post a little bit more growth in 2024. At least that's the initial outlook. It looks like it's gonna be a bumpy year, but maybe some modest growth in 2024. And then tonight we have LAM Research, I take it many of you are interested in what Lamb has to say about the memory market and some of their new pieces of equipment targeted at chiplets, backside power delivery, which Intel is working on and some of their new manufacturing processes. So stay tuned for that. Casey and I will be back here at the end of the week to talk about ASML and Lamb research. Per usual, hit us up in the comments if you have questions. Casey's also been hard at work working on a Discord channel for all of you that are interested in subscribing here on YouTube or on Ko-fi. And we still have our industry manuals for sale on the Ko-fi shop, the Semiconductor Industry Flow Manual and our Qualcomm 2024 guide. And we are still working on that cybersecurity industry manual for 2024 as well. So stay tuned for that. We will see you again in a couple of days, everyone. Take care.